Section 139 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter 170. London, June 23rd, Old Style, 1752. My dear friend, I direct this letter to Mayence, where I think it is likely to meet you, supposing, as I do, that you stayed three weeks at Mannheim, after the date of your last from thence. But should you have stayed longer at Mannheim, to which I have no objection, it will wait for you at Mayence. Mayence will not, I believe, have charms to detain you above a week, so that I reckon you will be at Bonn at the end of July, new style. There you may stay just as little or as long as you please, and then proceed to Hanover. I had a letter by the last post from a relation of mine at Hanover, Mr. Stanhope Aspinwall, who is in the Duke of Newcastle's office, and has lately been appointed the King's Minister to the Day of Algiers, a post which, notwithstanding your views of foreign affairs, I believe you do not envy him. He tells me in that letter there are very good lodgings to be had at one Mrs. Myers's, the next door to the Duke of Newcastle's, which he offers to take for you. I have desired him to do it, in case Mrs. Myers will wait for you till the latter end of August or the beginning of September new style, which I suppose is about the time when you will be at Hanover. You will find this Mr. Aspinwall of great use to you there. He will exert himself to the utmost to serve you. He has been twice or thrice at Hanover, and knows all the allures there. He is very well with the Duke of Newcastle, and will puff you there. Moreover, if you have a mind to work there as a volunteer in that bureau, he will assist and inform you. In short, he is a very honest, sensible, and informed man. Mais me payez pas beaucoup de sa figure. Il abuse même du privilège contre les hommes d'Artrelade, et il ne sera pas un reste avec les lions et les leopards qu'il trouverait à Algier. As you are entirely master of the time when you will leave Bonn and go to Hanover, so you are master to stay at Hanover as long as you please, and to go from thence where you please, provided that at Christmas you are at Berlin, for the beginning of the carnival. This I would not have you say at Hanover, considering the mutual disposition of those two courts. But when anybody asks you where you are to go next, say that you propose rambling in Germany, at Brunswick, Castle, etc., till the next spring, when you intend to be in Flanders, in your way to England. I take Berlin at this time to be the politest, the most shining, and the most useful court in Europe for a young fellow to be at, and therefore I would upon no account not have you there for at least a couple of months of the carnival. If you are as well received and pass your time as well at Bonn as I believe you will, I would advise you to remain there till about the 20th of August new style. In four days you will be at Hanover. As for your stay there, it must be shorter or longer according to certain circumstances which you know of, supposing them at the best then stay within a week or ten days of the king's return to england but supposing them at the worst your stay must not be too short for reasons which you also know no resentment must either appear or be suspected therefore at worst i think you must remain there a month and at best as long as ever you please but i am convinced that all will turn out very well for you there everybody is engaged or inclined to help you the ministers english and german the principal ladies, and most of the foreign ministers, so that I may apply to you, nullum numen abest si sit prudentia. 
Du Perron will, I believe, be back there from Turin much about the time you get there. Pray be very attentive to him, and connect yourself with him as much as ever you can. For besides that he is a very pretty and well-informed man, he is very much in fashion at Hanover, is personally very well with the king and certain ladies, so that a visible intimacy and connection with him will do you credit and service. Pray cultivate Monsieur Hope, the Dutch minister, who has always been very much my friend, and will, I am sure, be yours. His manners, it is true, are not very engaging. He is rough, but he is sincere. It is very useful sometimes to see things which one ought to avoid, as it is right to see very often those which one ought to imitate, and my friend Hop's manners will frequently point out to you what yours ought to be by the rule of contraries. Congreve points out a sort of critics, to whom he says that we are doubly obliged. Rules for good writing they with pains indict, then show us what is bad by what they write. It is certain that Monsieur Hop, with the best heart in the world, and a thousand good qualities, has a thousand enemies, and hardly a friend, simply from the roughness of his manners. N.B. I heartily wish you could have stayed long enough at Mannheim to have been seriously and desperately in love with Madame de Taxis, who, I suppose, is a proud, insolent, fine lady, and who would consequently have expected attentions little short of adoration. Nothing would do you more good than such a passion, and I live in hopes that somebody or other will be able to excite such a one in you. Your hour may not yet be come, but it will come. Love has not been unaptly compared to the smallpox which most people have sooner or later. Iphigenia had a wonderful effect upon Simon. I wish some Hanover Iphigenia may try her skill upon you. I recommend to you again, though I have already done it twice or thrice, to speak German, even affectedly, while you are at Hanover, which will show that you prefer that language, and be of more use to you there with somebody than you can imagine. When you carry my letters to Monsieur Munchausen and Monsieur Schweigelt, address yourself to them in German. The latter speaks French very well, but the former extremely ill. Show great attention to Madame Munchausen's daughter, who is a great favorite. Those little trifles please mothers, and sometimes fathers, extremely. Observe, and you will find, almost universally, that the least things either please or displease most, because they necessarily imply either a very strong desire of obliging, or an unpardonable indifference about it. I will give you a ridiculous instance enough of this truth, from my own experience. When I was ambassador the first time in Holland, Comte de Vassener and his wife, people of the first rank and consideration, had a little boy of about three years old, of whom they were exceedingly fond. In order to make my court to them, I was so too, and used to take the child often upon my lap and play with him. One day his nose was very dirty, upon which I took out my handkerchief and wiped it for him. This raised a loud laugh, and they called me a very handy nurse. But the father and mother were so pleased with it, that to this day it is an anecdote in the family, and I never receive a letter from Comte Vossener, but that he makes me compliments, du mauvais que j'ai mouche autrefois, who, by the way, I am assured, is now the prettiest young fellow in Holland. Where one would gain people, remember that nothing is little. Adieu. End of section 139. Read by Professor Heather and By. For more free audiobooks or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.